Hi there and welcome to episode 80 of the LDS study session with your host Matthew Roberts and today I want to uh, continue with our Come Follow Me study uh, found in August 12th to August 18th, Romans chapter 7 to 16, Overcome Evil with Good and we're looking at the final section of the personal scripture study sections uh, which is Paul invites me to become a true saint and follower of Jesus Christ found in Romans chapters 12 to 16. So we've kind of been given these last five these last five chapters lumped together um, because it contains a number of different specific instructions regarding how the saints should live. Now, we were given the opportunity to uh, find this for ourselves and then pick one or two that we can start working on today. And I love, before we get into kind of what I found uh, and sharing what I found from this, uh, I love what the Come Follow Me manual says in the last line of this section. It says, share your desires with your Heavenly Father in prayer and ask for his help. And I think that this is a, such an important principle that we uh, sometimes forget that whilst we are on earth to progress and whilst we know that we have a life uh, to prepare to meet God, a lifetime as it were, um, it doesn't mean that we should not. I think that we obviously we understand the principle that we shouldn't be perfect and we won't be perfect straight away in this life. However, it is important on uh, to us and we should be seeking each day to improve in some way. We shouldn't let any day pass us by and procrastinate that change or those changes we should be making and think, oh, well, I've got a lifetime to change. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know, later on when I'm, when I'm able to. We should be doing it today. And our Heavenly Father will make it possible for us if we ask him in prayer to see the steps that we can take. Uh, so I think that is an important principle to remember. So I've had a look uh, through the chapters that have been suggested. And I also use the uh, Bible Dictionary Pauline Pauline epistle section to help me kind of get an understanding of the way that this uh, chap this letter is broken down and there is um, a section if you look in the analysis of Romans there's a clear practical exhortations uh, section which covers chapters 12 uh, and 14 and 13 as well uh, and so you know this uh, is quite clear that there is a number of invitations that Paul gives uh, to the saints that they need to apply into their lives. So I've gone through and I've picked out some things. Now, I'm going to share with you what I've gathered from these few chapters. Uh, but, I mean, I'd love to hear from anyone that studied this as well, just to see if you've picked out anything um, different or additional to that I have. Because like a general conference talk, we, uh, we listen to the same talk, but then might get different messages from it. Or if we read one verse in the Book of Mormon, we might pick out two different things that each person needs to apply in their lives. So looking at this, uh, Romans chapter 12, I'll start with uh, verses 1 and 2. There is a clear invitation here by Paul uh, to, to change, to put, to put the, the saints to put themselves forward to be changed basically. Uh, in verse 1 of chapter 12, it says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So, you know, put yourselves forward, serve, and you'll be changed, as he continues into verse 2. Then we move into verse, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory, that, I think. We move then into verses 3 to 13 of chapter 12, and this is a great section or chunk uh, for anyone who wants to learn about ministering. Um, obviously, for the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will know, there is a program now called Ministering, which moves away from the home teaching and visiting teaching, which we have, we've, we've had for many years. And we now look at ministering to each other. 
and I think the verses 3 to 13 uh, of chapter 12, and also 14 to 16, but a bit less so there, uh, are a good focus on why we minister. Uh, in verse 4 to 5 and 6 and 7, we, we read uh, of why we have to minister to each other. It says, For as we have many members in, our one, in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. So he's saying here that every member of this church has different gifts given of God. And we know this from the gifts of the Spirit that we've talked about earlier previously. Um, so he's saying here that we need to use these gifts and minister to other people with that gift. If we have the gift of prophecy, then we need to prophesy to other members. If we have a gift for teaching, then we need to teach to other members and so on. Uh, and I think that this is uh, an important principle that uh, in that verse five, it says, if we are one body in Christ, then everyone is a member of each other. So as members of the church, we should be a part of each other. We should be aware of each other. And, you know, I sit and think of my ministering families. And whilst I, I, I feel I do all right with it, uh, I know with most of my ministering families how they're doing, anything that they're working on, uh, what the next steps are, what they want to do next. There are some which I don't really know that much and I need to do better to try and find out and be the, 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 the hand that I can be to help them. In verses 14 to 16 of Romans 12, uh, it carries on, uh, but also it moves on to the principle of blessing them that curse you and being meek. And then verse 17 to 21 of chapter 12, there is a very specific uh, invitation to recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of men. Um, and then in verse 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto give, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Now, I think that's uh, an interesting uh, view there. Um, I'm reading this as, um, you know, if someone is doing bad to you, then do good, because then that will make them feel guilty or that will make them, um, you know, have more condemnation on them from God, as it were, because you are doing good to them, but they are not doing good to you. And then in verse 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good, which, of course, is the uh, the tagline, the tagline of the um, lesson this week or the mat or the studying this week, uh, which I think is really good. Um I just found that a very interesting uh, analogy or metaphor for Paul to use there. Anyway, that's just my interpretation of it. Uh, you know, if you think different, then then please do share because I, I do want to learn from, from other people as well because me and my own thoughts and what I try and gain from the Spirit is, uh, you know, it won't be perfect. Uh, in verse th chapter 30, we move into now, and, and this, again, another important section, verses 1 to 7. Uh, Paul is talking about uh, being subject uh, to higher powers. For there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. So he obviously he is saying that we should, you know, have, we should worship God and no one else, but we also need to respect and listen to people who are ordained of God. Um, now, obviously, this applies to um, leaders in the church, and 
I think that this is a very interesting one. I was listening to a, a podcast just last night from Leading Saints. And if you're not listening to or if you're not subscribed to that and uh, you have any leadership role in the church and that, you know, obviously is a call, calling wise. But of course, parents are leaders in the church in their own home. So really it applies to anyone. Um, Leading Saints is a great podcast and gives a lot of thought provoking um, interviews and uh, thoughts and ideas. And uh, there was a, a brother being spoken to this week. I can't remember his name. I'd have to go back and have a look. But he, basically, he was talking about a number of uh, things that he's come up against as a bishop, as a state president, as a mission president, uh, and, you know, issues which, uh, you know, particularly with the younger generation today. And I, I'm, I'm in my late 20s, so I, I imagine that I would be um, coined by other people as still a part of the younger generation perhaps i mean technically i'm i'm a, menel, a millennial uh, for example but then i think of my children who i think are generation z or whatever it is uh and you know the thought the thought process and, and things that will be on on kind of their agenda as they grow up because as we know you know in the world today there's a lot of things on the agenda such as equal rights and um you know, I think there's a number of things that are important and we should be working towards and aiming to and striving towards. But there are, of course, within those um, discussions, some things we don't um, believe in. Obviously, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for example, um, one of those is uh, same-sex marriage. So obviously, we believe that everyone should be equal and have those equal rights, but we, do, we don't believe in, in homosexual relationships. So there is that uh, kind of grappling with those principles which we believe to be of God uh, and striving to be part of the world today and be in the world but not of the world as it were. One of those things which I think is interesting that this brother brought up was um, respect or, or, or listening to um, authority figures. So he made the claim and made the statement that the younger generation put less emphasis or less, tr not trust so much maybe, but less value on the relationship with authority figures and that's just something that is a a global phenomenon that's just something that is happening in the generation that we are that we are in and so of course whilst this uh, can be clearly seen perhaps in the education systems or in political systems or or whatever it also applies in our spiritual context the bishop of our ward uh, it's, it suggests here that, that youth growing up and maybe children that are not quite yet youth yet will have less value on, on authority figures when they're growing up and this may, may apply to bishops and state presidents and so on. Uh, and whilst it doesn't mean that they're going to ignore them and, or not listen to them, it means that when a challenge comes up with their faith, they're less likely to go to that leader and they're more likely to go and search that for themselves because we are living in an age where searching things uh, online and searching information for ourselves is very much accessible and, and able. He was saying about how when he was a youth and he came across a faith-challenging question or a faith-challenging issue, he would go to his leader because there was nowhere else to go. He'd have to go to a library and hope that there was a book on it on the subject and probably wasn't. So... Um, we are living in a different time, and this is and this really highlighted to me the importance of continuous revelation, because things do change. The internet is one example of a huge change, but there are other changes as well, uh, and so it just made me think. You know, well, this is an important concept 
to respect and listen to our church leaders. And I believe, I personally feel, it'd be one that would become more of a challenge as the years go on and generations move forward. Um, again, not because they won't be respected, but because they will need to be. And uh, he, made a, he made a reference to a quote that was given by a previous general authority where you know he was talking about if people have questions or doubts or issues with their faith, he said, forget yourself and go home teaching or something like that. And basically this brother said, we, we can't address people's concerns like that anymore. The time has changed. And that is why our Heavenly Father gives us living prophets and apostles because he, he knows that people and context and the world is changing. And so we need changing pr principles and, and um, practices in the church, not doctrine. The doctrine will stay the same, but principles and practices, well, not principles, but policies and practices in the church will will change as a nature of a changing world not as a nature of a changing god i think that's a really interesting uh, thought uh, to have and so he said that leaders rather than being well this is it black and white go away and don't question it will have to be a lot more empathetic and listening and considerate and be open with them about their own thoughts and questions but but explain to them that despite those questions we have faith in our in our savior it isn't blind uh, and that there are answers to some questions and we can move forward with the faith that we have in the things which we know to be true, such as the Book of Mormon being true and so on. Um, anyway, I've kind of gone off on a tangent on that one, but I just reading that section was interesting because you can see here that Paul is talking about being subject to God's ministers. Now, if, if I was to go to church on Sunday and go to the sacrament stand and preach the concept of we need to be subject to, our God, to, our, to God's ministers... I don't think that would sit comfortably in today's world. Sure, we should need to respect and sustain our leaders. That is definitely what we need to do. But I don't think we should be subject to them. And this is where, obviously, scriptures are an important resource and the spirit that flows from them is, is palpable at times for me. But, of course, there are things that change with the world that we live in. Anyway, I have gone completely <laughs> on, on a different tangent there with that. Uh, but I think that that was an important principle for me personally from the podcast I read yesterday, from the from the words that I'm reading here and how we apply that to our lives today. I am going to end there because I'm coming up to 15 minutes, but I still have half the principles that I found from Paul's teaching. So I'll save those for tomorrow in a, in another podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you've been listening to today. I, I hope if you've if there's, if there's anything you agree with or disagree with or want to share your thoughts on you may well disagree but share it with me in a manner where we can discuss it and learn and edify each other i'd love to hear from you um thank you very much for your time uh, and hope you have a wonderful day until we meet again